So it's a pleasure being here once again this evening. And um, all scriptures will be read from the King James Version Bible. And it's just a continuation of what we have been discussing. Last week, I, I gave um, the ninth quarterly foundation of civilization. And today, I would like to speak about the tenth quarterly foundation of civilization. And... Uh, that tenth God ordained foundation of civilization is the God revealed fact that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. So, brethren, when one remembers that man is a creature, even a composite of two worlds, that is, the material world and the spiritual world. A balanced meal for him must contain inputs from both worlds. And I am sure that every individual, right-thinking individual, would agree with my currently articulated doctrinal position. So, as the tenth God ordained, foundation of civilization states it must be treated with so for if man's diet did not include components from both the material as well as the spiritual world he would surely die from deficiency of nutrients from either world and this fact was clearly proven in the garden of eden and I will sure give the relevant proof with states. We saw that God placed Adam in the garden to dress it and to keep it, or we should say guard it. So for confirmation, one can read Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Along with that assignment, he enjoyed the God-given right to eat free from every tree in the garden of Eden except one tree which along with the tree of life were planted in the midst of the garden that tree from which he was forbidden to eat was called the tree of knowledge of good and evil now to prevent adam from destroying himself god gave him the following instructions which says of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And that's Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 to 17. So, from the God-given directive, therefore, if Adam wished to live, he would only achieve sin by obeying, as we read in Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 to 17, and freely eat from those trees which God permitted him to eat from. In addition, since man shall not live by bread, meaning food, alone, he would also have to ingest in his inner man 
God's directive of Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, and bypass the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and live forever. Now, Satan, the arch enemy of God and man, knowing that man cannot live by food alone, but also by ingesting and obeying every word which was spoken by God, he decided to twist God's word. That is, by misrepresenting what God had said. He convinced Eve to live by his word instead of God's. And in so doing, she made Satan her God, lower G, and ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. As a consequence of Adam not guarding the garden, as was instructed in Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, but remained silent while Satan deceived his wife, God refused to intervene and allowed Adam to eat also. Now, because he was the God-appointed CEO of Eden, God who appointed him placed the blame squarely upon Adam's shoulder, and Eve's name is not once mentioned nor alluded to in Romans from verses chapter 2 through chapter 8, in which the fall of man and his redemption is dealt with. So from the episode that I just gave, therefore, it can be easily seen that sin initially entered this planet through the sin called heresy. Satan twisted the truth which God had spoken and caused Eve to eat his lies. Adam immediately joined Satan's banquet and by so doing, he introduced death into planet Earth. So, as the episode goes in Genesis chapter 2, brethren, we know based on what I just mentioned prior pertaining to heresy, that half truth and half lie are equal to an whole lie as far as God is concerned. So in this regard, it is fitting to note that after Jesus' resurrection, he rebuked two of his disciples for not believing all that Moses and all the prophets had spoken concerning him. So the following scripture will be able to be read as confirmation, and I'll be reading from Luke chapter 24, verses 25 to 27, which states, Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of hearts to believe all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things, and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses, that is Genesis, and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So I just read from Luke chapter 24, verses 25 to 27. So as shocking as this may sound, this is the problem with the different denominations in Christendom today. Their respective religions, invariably, were established on certain selected portions of the truth of the gospel, while they doubt, deny, 
disregard, and even ridicule other vital aspects of the said gospel, which was believed, experienced, practiced, and commanded to be observed by all first century gospel churches. And today, the result of not accepting and obeying all of the doctrines and customs of the first century church by these different Christian religions has caused the majority of Christians to be confused today. They are confused today more than ever before. So by this I know that there is but one gospel which was first spoken by our Lord and was later confirmed by those who heard him. God also bearing them witness both by signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will which can be confirmed by reading Hebrews chapter 2 verses 3 to 4. So brethren, because of the fact that man shall live by bread, meaning food, and also by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord, we have the psalmist confirmation of same, which can be read in Psalm 119, verse 89, which states, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So brethren, because God's word is forever settled in heaven, it is required of his creatures to agree with what is forever settled in heaven and settled seal on earth, for they will stand forever. So this being the case, to challenge, doubt, or to hate God's forever settled word is to challenge and hate God himself. And the declared penalty for so doing is clearly stated in the following verses which can be read on your own from Deuteronomy chapter 7 verses 9 to 10 which states know therefore that the Lord thy God he is God the faithful God which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations and repair them that hate him to their face to destroy them he will not be slack to him that hated him. He will repay him to his face. So as a consequence of God's declared position in Psalm 119 verse 89, and his stated intention to destroy those who hate him in Deuteronomy chapter 7 verses 9 to 10, we will do well to emulate the psalmist and say the following as we read in Psalm 119 verses 104. Which states, Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. And in confirmation of the right attitude and position that we should adopt as regards God's will, we should join the psalmist and say the following from Psalm 119, verse 128 I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things that is all doctrinal issues to be right and I hate every false word. So therefore we know that truth mixed with error is still error 
and will inevitably lead to spiritual disaster. And even as a beautifully packaged item of food laced with poison will always kill the partakers, even so, a gospel of half-truth and half-life will ultimately destroy all those who believe. See? So brethren, from the information that is shared today as I come to a close, therefore, we know that man ought not to live by bread, meaning food only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord. So brethren, surely establishes the truthfulness of this tenth God-ordained foundation of civilization, which was cataloged in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 3, and which states, in part, that man doth not live by bread, meaning food, only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord that man lived, as we read in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. And because Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3 is true, we have a following confirmation from Jeremiah accordingly, which is Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, which states, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. And from the psalm, we have the following confirmation of the statements made earlier, and that is Psalm 119, verses 103 to 104. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every falsehood. So as I close from the information shared here today, brethren, it is evident that if man will live as God intended him to, he must ensure that he live by bread as well as by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord. So this lesson was first taught to Adam in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 2 verses 16 to 17. But Adam and Eve missed it and was driven from paradise. Do not make the same mistake, my brethren, my friends. Read John chapter 6 verses 48 to 51, verses 53 to 58. Then read verse 63 for an understanding of the former verses. Then make sure you obey him and live as God intended for you to live in this world. So that's the end of my segment today. I will be live next week, Monday again. So have a safe and productive week. Remember that Jesus Christ loves you. I love you. And have a blessed evening.